0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Navy Wife Radio. You're listening to Wendy and Marie. We're here live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern or on demand at NavyWifeRadio.com. Tonight, we're taking your calls live as we welcome a special guest to the show. So join us. It's going to be a fun hour. Laugh, learn, and relate with us. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, this is SeaWolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Wendy and Marie on Navy Wife Radio, submarinewife.com.
0: Welcome to Navy Wife Radio, everyone. Today is September 4th. Um, thanks for tuning in live, to everyone tuning in live and into the archives. Um, first, let me just apologize for my voice. I think that I sound worse than I feel. I actually feel pretty good. Um, this is Wendy, and I'm excited about tonight's show, so thanks for joining with, joining me. Um, Marie is on assignment tonight. She's got a sick little five-year-old tonight, so she will be back next week. Um, but tonight we're so excited to have with us a few special guests. We have Megan and Katie, who write over on the blog, submarinewife.com. They'll be calling in and joining us. And we're going to be talking about writing or journaling, blogging, whatever term you want to use and how it can help when you're going through a deployment. And they'll be on the line in just a moment, so just stick with us there. And in the last half of the show, we have a USA exp- expert dropping by. Uh, his name is Tom Shaw, and Tom is the Assistant VP for the Fraud and Anti Money Laundering Units over at USAA. And he'll be joining us to talk about a really hot topic identity theft. Yep, identity theft. And um, how to avoid fraud schemes. So he'll be here the last. Part of the show, and then after that, we are going to give you some highlights for our Operation Dinner Out Military Spouse Dinner that's coming to Jacksonville, Florida, on October sixth. Um, we have some more details to release on that. Um, our keynote, as y'all know, is Sarah Smiley. She's been on the show a couple times, so. Um, Stay tuned for that. That's coming up at the end of the show. So tonight, if you're listening to us live and you want to join in the conversation or you have a comment or a burning question that you just want to ask, you can call in or you can IM us. Um, All we ask is that you just remember OPSEC, operational security, when doing so. So please just give us your first name only. Um, If you've been listening to our show, you know the drill. No discussion of boat names or boat movement. Um, names in conjunction with the boat, Um, doing so just ensures that you're keeping our husband safe and your husband safe. So we just don't want to give any information to the enemy at all. Uh, You can IM me tonight on Yahoo, uh, screen name Navy Wife Radio. Um, That's Navy Wife Radio, and that's a free program, so if you don't have Yahoo, you just go there and you download their instant messenger and you pick a screen name and then you can eye on this. It's actually pretty cool. Normally we have um, also have America Online up, but tonight, since Marie's not here, I can only multitask so much. So um, I'm only going to have Yahoo up. So um, it's, it's Navy Wife Radio is the screening. And the call-in number is 646-652-4629, 646 646-652- 652 Four, six, two, nine. So, um, if you can, I'll just bear with me for a moment. We'll be right back, and we'll have on uh, Megan and Katie, or Megan, I think Katie hasn't quite called in yet, but we'll be right back, and you're listening to Navy Wife Radio.
1: This is ET1, Pat Rabby the creator of Hey Shipwreck, and you're listening to Wendy and Marie on Navy Wife Radio, submarinewife.com.
0: Hello, Megan. Is that you? Yes, it's me. Oh, I'm so glad that you called in early. <laughs> I know Marie; she's homesick with Kayla, so she's on assignment. She's
2: uh-huh.
0: my babies, but thanks for calling in. I know Katie will probably be joining us any moment. I know we're starting a little bit early, but um, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy night. I know you're um, really busy with school and kids and all that oh. stuff, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I decided to, to skip school tonight. I'm, uh, I'm. I'm so excited to be on the show tonight. So, I'm oh,
0: so you're playing hooky with us? Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> oh well, you know, um, for the for the people that don't um, that are just tuning into our show and um, haven't you know read our blog too much, if you could, and I'll ask Katie the same thing when she gets on the line. Mm-hmm. If you could just you know introduce yourself to everyone listening and just whatever you feel comfortable with, like how long you guys have been in the Navy. Um, just you know, you know the drill. No boat names or anything like that.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, my name's Megan. I have been a military brat my whole life. Um, my both my mom and my dad were in the Marines, and uh, they both retired. Well, my mom got out medical disability, but I consider them both retired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my uh, my husband, he has. We've just hit the six-year mark, I believe. And we we did five years. Well, he did five years on a fast attack. And we're now on shore duty. Um, we have three kids, and uh, they're one's four, one's uh, 20 months, and the other one's six months. And we have a huge English Mastiff dog that I consider my fourth kid, because <laughs> <laughs> he acts just like my four-year-old. And um, that's about it. We're uh, we're just trying to get used to this this uh, shore duty life.
0: Well, gosh, you have five. Did you say five years?
3: Um, yes, my husband, he's, um, we've been, well, I've been with him since, uh, 03. So, um, since the end of oh three is when we met, and we met online, and,
0: uh, <laughs> I've been... You know, Craig and I met online, too. Oh, really? Yeah, we did. Well, too bad Marie is not here, because she just loves to tell that story. <laughs> oh, well, she'll just have to tell it next week. Yeah. But, um, okay, cool. So, so, so yes, yeah, so you are definitely a busy mom. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to, I mean, I, I think one of the great things about this show is that we get to talk to people who are living the life not that mm-hmm. are, didn't live it, you know, 10 or 15 years ago.
3: Yeah.
0: And, you know, you guys are on shore duty right now. And I know Marie, she's so looking forward to shore duty. Oh, I can't wait like but off shore duty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the grass is always greener. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think that we have Katie on the line, so I'm going to try and bring her up. And then when she hears me, she can just say hello. Um, Katie, are you there?
4: I am. I had to run around like crazy to try and find up here.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, well, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so excited. I feel like I know you guys like you're my sisters, but we've never, for everybody listening, we've never talked on the phone before, even though that we, we blog and we chat online, but we've never actually talked before, right? Yep. Well, I called in once. But... Oh, that's right. You did call in once. You were You were great, too. I was here by myself with Tanya, I think, right? Mm-hmm. When we did um, the Army Wives review of the book. Yes. Um, well, um, Katie, if you could—I don't know if you were listening before, but I just thought—you know—we could take a couple of quick minutes in the beginning for you guys to introduce yourselves. Okay. And you know, you can—you know—whatever you feel comfortable with, like how long you guys have been in the Navy, um, you know, whether you're on shore or sea or whatever. Just no boat names. That's the only thing I want to be careful with. So.
4: Okay. Um, Well, I've been actually with who is now my husband for almost five years, and that whole time has all been Navy-affiliated. So I was a little Navy girlfriend and then (laughs) married, so then I was the Navy wife. So I made that big jump. So um, right now we're actually, I don't know if you want to call us, we're kind of shore. We're kind of sea duty. We're still getting paid sea duty, but our boat is um, in the yards. Oh, okay. So we were, I don't know what you want to classify us. Like
3: we're dry fat. dock. Like, so, yeah.
4: Dry dock, yeah. <laughs> I at home every day, probably about 11 o'clock in the morning. So it's been great. So <laughs> it's like shore duty with added perks. It's it's good. Oh, so, I like that. that. Yeah. So okay. we want. We won't be going to sea duty. Well, actual we'll sea sea duty for a little bit now. We um, extended our sea duty time, but right now, the next boat that we're going to is also going to be in the shipyard. So it's actually it kind of worked out well. So it's been good, and we've had one deployment and several underways. So it's it's life of a Navy wife.
0: <laughs> and you're pregnant, right?
4: I am doing three weeks. Three weeks. I wrote you
0: a comment to your post on the blog so you guys can read that. You know, if you're listening to this now and you want to go over and listen to it. Yes, Katie is pregnant. She had a question, you know, when people come to visit, how do you tell them you need space yes. when your new baby comes home? So, Well, you guys have to excuse my voice because I know it kind of comes and goes, so I have like a cup of tea and I have my gop drop. But if I sound funny, I am I just apologize because it sounds funny to me. Um and I know your cell phone kind of keeps, kind of there's a delay, so we'll, we'll try and work with it. So if I if I'm talking
4: over you, I apologize. No, you're okay. In no man's land where technology hasn't quite reached us here yet. <laughs> Oh, we struggle with cell phone service. We're always roaming, and it's very hard to actually find a place where you get good service. So that's why I said I really was. I was running around my house, and I was running around outside trying to find service with my phone up in the air. <laughs> so I probably looked like a retard to everybody that passed by, but it's okay. Yeah, I got so-
0: fine. <laughs> Well, if something happens and you drop off, just call back.
4: You Because
0: that's happened, too. You know, people call in on their cell phone. So... Just know that um, you can always call back. But so tonight, the topic that we're going to talk about, which I thought was really, we get a lot of questions on the website about, um, you know, how to deal with your first deployment, your first underway, and does it ever get easier. And one of the things that I, that's always helped me is writing. And I thought we could talk about some tips to dealing with your, you know, with deployments, whether it's your first or your tenth or whatever, or you've been on shore duty and you're going back to sea. And um, so I I thought, what a great topic, since we all write over there on the blog. We could talk about, you know, what writing means to each of us and how it's helped us get through a a deployment. And um, and um, we had a guest on a couple weeks ago, about I guess about a month. Holly Shearer and Kathy Hightower came on. Mm -hmm. And they have this book, it's called um, Help, I'm a Military Spouse. And the title kind of, it might put you off, but I think it's a great title. And in there they have a section on on journaling. and, And one of the things that they talk about is how it can help clarify your thoughts if you're feeling kind of overwhelmed and jumbly. Sometimes just writing out your thoughts makes you have clarity. So how do you guys feel about, you know, writing? I'll ask each of you the same question and how has it helped you during that deployment?
3: Well, um, I I guess
0: uh for this me is Megan, right?
3: Yes, this is Megan. <laughs> um for me I I never I never really actually journaled but I always wrote my husband. It was it was like either in a form of email or, you know, how little I could put in a family gram or even snail mail because 'cause I'm you know, fast attack so you can send the mail to the boat. And I um for me, it was it was a way to to sit down at the end of the night or when I got a break during the day and just let it all loose. You know, all the either you know what I got done that day or or what happened that day, the disasters or the funny moments or you know something that the kids did that really aggravated me. It gave me a chance to sit down and um and write it. And I guess I guess that kind of qualifies as journaling. But sure, it does. Yeah, for me, it was just all you know. It's like. Oh, complaining and whining and stuff like that to my husband. Um, But I just, um, it was all, I mean, sometimes I did write in a notebook and I would drop that in a mail drop if we had a mail drop, or I would just keep it to the end of the deployment and he could read it then.
0: So you didn't censor anything that you would write? I mean, some people ask me, do you, should I not tell him, you know, that, you know, that, you know, some of the bad things that happened, kind of like the car broke down or... Oh, no, I, I did some not... people... You know what I mean? Like, what yeah.
3: what did you do? I didn't censor anything. I um, <laughs> I of course, of course, if it, if it came to really personal, or if it, or if it was something that we um, that we argue about, I p- I didn't put it in email or family grams or anything like that. I you know, either just write it in the notebook, or I'd or I'd write it if if I really felt like I wanted him to hear it, I'd write it in a letter to him, or I'd just save it for if he ever got a chance to call and I'd talk to him about it. But I didn't, I didn't write it in email, but I. But when it came to anything else, like the car breaking down or the kids just really aggravating me at one moment, I, I pretty much just let it all loose. <laughs> but that's because he was always my the person that I he's he's always been the person that I lean on. So and he he actually enjoyed it.
4: <laughs> what about you, Katie? Um, I did just about the same thing. I would write my husband every night in an email. Um, so we ended up with you know almost two hundred emails at the time of. <laughs> They pulled in, so he's actually one of the lucky ones. And then I would send him a snail mail letter every day because we didn't actually get a chance to do family grams. So I always tried to write him a letter, you know, a portion of a letter every day and then send it off at the end of the week. And then if things were getting, you know, really bad and I just couldn't talk to anybody about something, I was feeling kind of down, then that's when I would write in my journal. So, you know, just writing for me was a way to get out my feelings and, As far as censoring goes, I know our email was always screened. It was screened about three times before it actually ever got to the boat. So I would, you know, I'd keep it short. I'd be like, my day, you know, here's what I did today, and it's usually work or something like that. And then if it was something like, you know, oh, I got into a wreck, which, you know, I never did, but whatever. If it was something big or if it was something personal that I didn't feel like I should share in an email, then I would put it in a letter because I know he was good at, you know, he was the only one that would ever read it. He had a he had secret storage spots that he would keep all the stuff in. So if I told him it was really personal, then I'd say, you know, put this somewhere or destroy it after you read it or do what you have to do so nobody else sees it. So that's right. what I And then as far as journaling would go, um, we had both gotten journals before they left and had agreed to write in them as much as possible, so that way at the end of the deployment we could switch and then read, you know, what each other was going through. That actually didn't pan out too well because he didn't find the time to actually sit down and write in his, so I just kept mine and I just wrote in, you know, how I was feeling, the stuff that I couldn't really talk to anybody else about because they couldn't relate, or I just didn't want to bother another military with it because I knew they were going through the same thing, so
0: what about what i did well I, I always found that i think journaling really helps you get to know yourself better
3: yeah
0: you know it really does cuz um you get you you find out what really makes you happy and what doesn't and what um and sometimes you know people like i know um and for everybody listening you've been hearing or reading me write about Craig's upcoming IA deployment and uh, Megan's so great because she's such a problem solver. <laughs> she's like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And I think that's great. But I, and I I think all your advice is awesome, but I know sometimes when we feel like we're telling other people our woes or problems that that we really just want to vent. We don't want to be judged. And um, I think that's where journaling can come in, where you're, if you're self-conscious. And I think the older you get, the less you lose that. Like, I'm older than you girls, so I'm just, like, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not easily offended by any means at all. Marie could tell you that. Um, and But I, I'm, I'm like, I love Megan. She's problem-solving. That's what I'm always telling my 10-year-old. I'm like, you need to problem-solve. You need to try and figure this out instead of I,
3: just calling me for help. I, I'm always afraid that I'm going to offend you by, by, being, by being that way because it's just natural, and I type it out before I even think about it. I'm like, you know,
0: maybe she doesn't want to hear this. No, 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 <laughs> no, I definitely do. But I could see, you know, like when you're journaling, it's like you don't have to worry about... If if you were a person that Mm -hmm. was just you know when you when you're sensitive to a subject when someone's trying to you know tell you the answer you might like I don't want an answer right now I just want to listen I just want somebody to listen to me
3: yeah
0: and a journal can help you know help with that Um, something that I always did was I did like Katie I would write something um, every day to Craig, and then I would send it out in the mail drop. And then for my journal, I would write something on my computer, like, you know, because I work from home, so it's Mm. easier for me to do it on a computer because I'm always on my computer. And um, so before I would start to work, I would always jot down whatever was bothering me or if I had any worries or concerns or anything like that. And to go back and read that stuff, how do you feel about that, Katie,
4: when you go back and read your old journal? I really, uh, didn't have anything to read besides um, a pregnancy book, and I was like, I don't even want to look at that right now. So what I did is I looked through that, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe from where I started, which was pre-deployment meetings, was when I started journaling, and I, I was just a nervous wreck. And then as time went on, I noticed that. I felt better and that I wasn't, you know, my worries that I had and the fears that I had beforehand were all petty as, you know, the time got closer to homecoming. But I actually, I really enjoyed it because I realized, you know, that I made a really big transition from not knowing anything to saying, you know, this is okay, I can do this type of thing. So it was actually really good for me. And it was kind of funny. I had to sit back and laugh, but you know, it was like I said. I realized I went through a transition, and I realized that I grew as a person. So it was fun, and you know, I highly recommend it. You know, even if it's your first time or if it's your tenth deployment, whatever it is, or underways, definitely go back and read it because you know, you'll you'll probably sit back and laugh and say, "Wow, you know, this was kind of petty stuff that I was worried about. Now, you know, you're a pro." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, um, I want to remind everyone
0: that we're talking to um, Katie and Megan who write over on the site com. And uh, Megan actually writes under just a subwife, even though she's not just a subwife. <laughs> um, and you can log on to com to read them, to get to know a little bit more about them and read their blogs. Um if you guys wanna IMS a question or a comment, you can do so on Yahoo. It's screen name Navy Wife Radio. Navy wife radio. And um I will do my best to answer and relay any kind of questions and comments that you guys have. And um I did want to um you know, we have a MySpace page. Have you have you guys been to our MySpace page? Yes, yeah, I have. Yeah. And Marie does all the MySpace stuff. <laughs> I don't really do too much of that. I do the bulletins and stuff, but she's a lot more tech savvy over there. But um, but we had a message come through, which I thought was so great, so I thought I would share that with you guys. Since, I mean, when these readers come on and read our blog, they're reading your entries as well, Marie, Marie and I. So this one's from Jessica, and it says, um, I just list, love listening to you guys. I have a link to your show along with... Sarah Smiley's on my blog, and I have a new blog. It's a work in progress, and I am working at, hard at it. And she puts a link to her blog. Her name is Jessica. It says, "Ladies, you have been an encouragement to me and a store and a source of strength. I am, I really am, on the roll to press on and help and encourage others myself. Thanks for sharing your lives. It is refreshing. Aww. So isn't that nice? That is so nice. Isn't that great? I always love it when we get." Comments and stuff from our readers because you know you kind of write out there in the cyberspace and you know people are <laughs> reading because I can see the stats. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people comment, so that's cool. But there's always, um, you know, from MySpace, we don't always get comments on that end, so that was kind of cool. And that came from our MySpace page. And for those of you who don't haven't been there, you can go to our site and you just click on what says Subwise on MySpace, and it'll take you right there. So, um, so are you keeping a pregnancy journal too, Katie?
4: Um, I should, Uh (laughs) uh-oh, actually, um, when I went in to try and fill in the little baby book, I realized that I didn't, and I should have, especially when it asks, you know, when was the first time you felt the baby move, and I was like, oh, wow, that's a tough one, because you know, by the time I started writing in it, I was... I was pretty far along, and he'd been kicking his way through life for quite a while by then. So I realized that I should have, but there are times that um, I have written down, you know, I'm so upset because I'm hormonal, and, you know, I'm, I'm just ready for this to be over, and everything like that. So it's not necessarily that I've kept a journal, but I've put a couple journal entries into a journal that I keep on a, you know, usually on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Gotcha.
0: Well, that's good. And, and now you have, I think you have like a little less than a month, right? Yeah. Three, three weeks, right? Three weeks, yeah. So you can write about that, too. I I actually loved being pregnant. I, I actually loved it. I was actually missed it when it was over. But I didn't get morning sickness, and I had a pretty easy pregnancy. And I know there's people that don't have that, so, I mean, don't hate me, but, yeah.
3: I, I had three drastically different pregnancies. Really? Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't journal through any of them, so <laughs> I, I I confess um, I was pretty bad at, at at keeping track of all that. But uh, yeah, each one of my pregnancies were completely different. I um, one I was I was absolutely fine and nothing go wrong. The other one I was in the ER a lot, and the other one I uh, I was just sick all the time. <laughs> so.
0: I guess you just never know. You never know what it's going to be like, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, I. I think it's cool, Katie. You still got a few weeks left. You can always, you know, write a little bit more about it. I. I loved being pregnant. I. But then, you know, that was a long time ago. Maybe my memory has gotten. <laughs> here. You know, I. Oh, and I wanted to read something to you too, on this journaling topic from um, Kathy and Holly's book, um, and you guys can get it on. For those of you listening, you can get it on Amazon. And our link is the link's on our website too. But it says this. I thought was. Pretty interesting. It says that um, journaling helps solve problems more effectively because typically when we problem solve, we do it from the left brain, our analytical perspective. But sometimes the answer we we, we need can only be found by engaging right brain, creative, and intuition activity. And writing unlocks these other capabilities and affords the opportunity for unexpected solutions to seemingly unsolvable problems. I thought that is so funny. I mean yeah. when you think about it, you know, sometimes things need you need a creative answer. That's why we go to our friends and say, Hey, what do you think about this? We're having this kind of problem. How can you help? See well, that that's the type
3: of person I am. I always go to my friends and talk it out. I and I guess that's probably why I've never journaled anything. <laughs> because I'm always talking about it to other people and getting their ideas.
2: <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it's either or, you know what I mean? So maybe this will inspire you, I don't know, to write more. Or but you kind of, when you when you blog, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, I know you say you yeah. don't journal. But when you write about your life experience on a blog, it's the same kind of concept. Yeah. So, you know, you can use, when I say the word journal, it could be blogging. It could be just writing, longhand. Yeah. It doesn't have to be on a computer, you know, Um it could be any one of those three mediums. Because I know Katie, when you blog over on the site, you always write very, um, just kind of. Uh, oh, I want to say open and real posts. I mean, they're really good. We get, I get, I got, a, I've got quite a few comments on them. I need to send them to you because sometimes people don't comment on the site; they
4: just send us an email. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, I go to you guys. I'm like, you guys are experienced. You might have some. <laughs> I was like, anything I can get. <laughs> so have you guys so you were on a
0: fast attack, is that right? Yes.
3: And yeah, I think both of us were right.
0: Both of you. Yes. Yeah. So, um okay, so you know, I my husband just left on the IA. He's gonna be gone for thirteen months, which is kind of freaky when you think about it. So I keep and he's a trident sailor. He was fast attacked before we got married, like years ago. So I don't remember those. I, w- I didn't even know him those days, and he was gone like 300 days out of the year or whatever.
2: Eesh.
0: It's probably 350 by now. He's told the story <laughs> so many times. But so any advice for me? Because, I, I mean, the longest patrol I've been on, is I think, is 90 days.
3: Um, uh. my biggest, <laughs> I, I guess my biggest advice would be take pictures of, like, uh, the, the the kids and the animals and anything that changes. Like um because my husband really enjoyed that he he enjoyed looking back at pictures when he got home from deployment and how the kids had grown and stuff like that thats that's probably my my first my biggest thing for any long deployment.
0: Because I know, I mean, a lot of people are in my same shoes. I mean, even if a person's not going, their husband's not leaving for 13 months, they're going on their first month, their first six months deployment or seven months, like the Key West. Did you read the post I put up, the USS Key West, they were gone for seven months? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> I keep telling myself it's like two six-month deployments. That if fast attack wives can do it, why can't I? That's what I keep telling myself.
3: Well, it's it's uh, I I think because cause what I consider when I look at it when I look at a six month deployment I, I I split it up in three months so I'm like okay three months to go and we're halfway there then we can celebrate and then we got three months you know three months left and so you, you know you, you kind of you, you say well if fast tech wise can do it why can't I you know on a, on the longer deployment but it's just it's I think it's all a matter of uh, finding what fits you and splitting it up or dealing with it you know how you. Can, how you can handle it, like, because I, when I look at when I look at a long deployment, I was told to go by paydays instead of every day. You know how people mark mark their calendar every day. Uh huh. Why so mark like um you know half of a month <laughs> off at the same time? Okay, I got through that half of the month. Now I only have this one, and then you know, and so on. So I think that um that it's I don't I don't think it it it's I Oh, goodness, I'm, like, losing my words. I don't think that um, that that you should uh, um, compare yourself to a fast-tech wife. It's just, it, you know, because, I mean, it's
0: it's really hard to explain. I, it's all kind of <laughs> relative, I guess. So one of my good friends, her husband's in the Army, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, like, when I tell her, you know, my husband's going for 13, she's like, well, mine's going to be gone for 18, and I'm like, okay, all right then, I'll quit whining or whatever, complaining or whatever I'm doing, yeah. So, yeah, so what do you think, Katie? Do you have any any advice for for wives that are going on their first long deployment?
4: Um, what we did is, you know, on fast attacks, they usually make port calls. And so that's how we broke it up is, you know, we'd have one port call, so we look at that as one underway. So then they'd go back, you know, they'd go back out and be on station or do their mission or whatever, and that would be, you know, another segment of the underway. So we just broke it down into underways. Um, But as far as trying to get them through it, you know, they're going through a pretty hard time, and, you know, we are too, but on their behalf, you have to kind of think of it as they're underwater for, you know, X amount of months, so they've got it pretty hard, But what I would say is just send a lot of stuff because, Mm -hmm. you know, your significant other or your husband, whatever, they're really going to need that. And, like, if you have kids, you know, like Megan was saying, take pictures and send them. Um, I had made a scrapbook for my husband, and I was actually going to make a page, you know, every couple months and send it to him, but I didn't quite get that far between school and working it just didn't pan out but you know the more pictures he got the better it was for him because he it just made it that much easier on him so that's my advice is definitely you know email every day even if you don't you know if the boat's not receiving or email's broken because eventually they'll get it and just write as often as you can you know send a letter out once a week once every other week whatever you can do you know so that way they at least get something in the mail because I know my husband said that a lot of guys were jealous because every time they pulled into port and they got mail, the other guys were like, wow, Nelson, you know, you've know, you got you know, <laughs> 10 letters sitting there. <laughs>
3: yeah, my husband was one of those that always got mail and everybody looked at him like, what's up with that? <laughs> Why do I have anything? So what do
0: you think the secret is to that? Is it is it writing a little bit every day? Because I know... For me, that helped. But I don't know, did you, does that help for you? Because the thought of sending a letter every week might be overwhelming for someone who has, like, you know, two, three kids and works and goes to school like Megan and all that. Um, (laughs) I, you know.
3: I wrote wrote as much as I could when I could. And for me, some weeks it would go where I could write every day and I'd write, you know, a, a couple pages on paper or I'd write, you know, like like three or four paragraphs on in an email and then some weeks I would go where I could just write you know once every four or five days and and my husband would kind of he I mean he would definitely understand when he got it he would see you know by what I was writing why why there was a difference in, in in the amount of time and stuff like that I I I definitely just encourage anybody to write as much as you can when you can and don't feel like you have to write Every day, or you have to be in competition with the other with one of the other wives on the boat who write two times a day <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because more you know certain people have um you know everybody has their different amount of time that they have to to write and spare time to do stuff, so
0: I know for me, I always feel better after writing because it's kind of like you I always felt like I lost that time yeah. with Greg, and I kind of get would get it back when I could sit and just act like I was talking to him and just writing with him, and it was. As much for him as it was for me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. I, I really feel like that. It was as much for him as it was for me because then I still felt a little connected
2: to him.
3: Yeah, my my husband, I um, I used to write as 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 if I was having a conversation, and and I and I got and some and there's a couple points where I got really long winded. And it was really bad because I was a busman for the boat. And, and, and the people who, who screened the email on the boat, they were like, can you tell your wife to stop writing so much? <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, slap on the forehead, like, why am I doing that? <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, because it, I, I, that, that was kind of how I, how I did it, was I wrote like I, as if I was talking to him, as if he was right in front of me. And it was easier for me to get stuff out.
0: Well, I think those are the the best kind of letters instead of a very formal, you know, Mm -hmm. or very dry. I mean, because then they can almost hear the inflection in your voice and hear the humor in your letter when you write like you talk. And my husband's told me that, too. He's like, your letter sounds just like you talk. I'm like, well, that's the way I'm thinking when I'm writing. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Well, I want to remind everyone again that we've been talking to um megan and katie from over on the site com, and they blog over there megan writes under justice subwife and i'm um, katie it's katie so you'll know which posts <laughs> are hers and um so so have i i read your last post katie about you know your
4: in-laws coming to visit and all that so did you read my comment back to you i did and it's It's a good thing my husband's on duty, because I very well could get in a lot of trouble for this. But (laughs) (laughs) it is quite the story as to what's going on. And actually, when I went to my appointment today, my blood pressure was through the roof. Oh, no. (laughs) no. Due to this whole in-law situation, because at first I thought it was just going to be the parents, and now siblings are coming too, and... (laughs) This is more company than I expected, and it's. You, I don't want to say quite too much just in case they listen to this, which I don't. <laughs> right, right, right. I can hear you.
0: Well, those of you who are listening, you know, Katie's getting ready to have her baby, and she's just trying to deal with, you know, coming company coming while she has a newborn at home and just trying to figure out who, how she's going to put up all these people in her house and manage them all and take care of them and take care of her new baby and all of that, so. Something we've all or will all deal with <laughs> at one point or another, I'm thinking, when if you're going to have children. So, yeah, I thought my comment, comment, I'm like, oh, gosh, maybe my comment was kind of harsh. I don't know. <laughs> but you guys can read it over on the
4: blog. We won't give it all away. It gives them a reason to go and read to write me a note today to give to my in-laws. <laughs> if your numbers don't go down. She's like, I will be forced to write you a note to give to your in-laws and tell them that they are shutting you out. <laughs>
0: Oh, good. You have a doctor's excuse then.
4: Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's one thing to have, you know, your mom, you know, I want my mom here, you know, so that's fine. But then it's somebody else's mom and they just didn't do things the way I want to do things with my child and they don't have the standards that (laughs) my parents instilled in me as far as cleanliness and everything like that. So it's just just kind of sets me on edge, just a little bit. So. Well, you're
0: entitled. I always say, you know, um,
4: you know, it's your baby, your house,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think, and I, one thing I will say is, um, I just think as we get older, we we have more of a backbone to stick up to our parents and our family. I mean, I don't know if that's everybody. I know that's me in general. You know, when I was a lot younger, I was just so eager to please, wanted to make sure I was very accommodating, and now I'm really less so. I'm like, you know, this is our house, these are our rules, and and you can come over. We love you. You're, you're our family. But if y'all act crazy, then you gotta go. I mean, I'm sorry. So, so anyway, I mean, that's just my two cents.
3: I'm the same way.
0: Yeah. No, I'm serious. So, okay, girls. Well, I'm gonna let you guys go. Okay. And um, thank you so much for you know helping keep me company while Marie is gone. I think it was a really fun conversation. And um, I I just encourage everybody listening. If you don't have a journal or you don't have a blog, you know, if you feel like blogging, you can contact us. We're always looking for good um, writers who would like to share their Navy life. Um, nothing too invasive, but you can always email me um, or pick up that journal while you're you know up at Barnes and Noble, Noble or wherever, and and get to writing, get your thoughts out on paper, and and. Um, and get it you know help you help you develop you know a passion for what you love and what you do and this is what our show is all about is connecting with navy wives to show them that when their husbands at sea that their life doesn't have to stop it can continue and not only continue but it can grow and they can be um a better person when that husband comes back from deployment right yep yeah oh yeah totally agree <laughs> Okay, girls, well, thanks again for coming by, and um, we'll see you over on the blog. I've been talking to Megan and Katie from submarinewife.com. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, you're listening to um, Navy Wife Radio. This is Wendy that you're talking to right now, and Marie is on assignment. She, excuse me, my voice, I know I sound worse than I feel. I really don't feel bad, so... I apologize for my voice. But Marie's out tonight. She will be back next week. Um, coming up on our show, I want to give you some more highlights. We have our USA expert that will be coming up very shortly. We're going to talk about identity theft and avoiding fraud schemes. We're also going to talk about our military spouse event that's coming up October 6th in Jacksonville, Florida. So if you live in the Jackson, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida area, Um, That website is OperationDinnerOut.com. You can check that out. Um, We'll give you more information on that towards the end of the show. And um, let's see what else we're going to talk about. Oh, we're going to talk about next week's show. We have two great military spouses who write for newspapers that are coming on the show. So we'll give you more details on that. So in the last little bit of the show, see, we have all kinds of stuff coming up. So right now, um, I'm going to introduce you to Tom Shaw. He's the uh, Assistant VP for the Fraud and Anti-Money Laundering Units of USAA. I'm going to give you his bio, and then we're going to play a little promo for him, because we're so excited he's here. And then when we get back from that, he'll be on the line with us. So um, a little bit more about Tom. He is the son of an Army 101st Airborne Division affiliate, has over 10 years of military and online banking management experience, and is considered the fraud and anti-money laundering management expert for USAA. Tom holds a Bachelor of Science degree in international economics from Texas Tech, Tech University and a Master in Business Administration degree from Our Lady of the Lake University. You can read Tom's full bio over on our site, submarinewife.com. He is um, well-certified and um, expert at this topic that we're going to talk about today. So if you will um, if you want to I am any questions for Tom, you can do so at Navy Wife Radio on Yahoo. And when we come back we'll be back with Tom Shaw from USAA. So just hold on, we'll be right back. They're everywhere. They're masters of deception. They steal your identity, money, and cost you and businesses substantial sums of money. Who are they? They're fraudsters, and they stop at nothing. What are the scams? How can you protect yourself? And how are companies protecting consumers? To answer these questions and more is Tom Shaw, Assistant Vice President for the Fraud and Anti-Money Laundering Unit at USAA a diversified financial services company that is the leading provider of competitively priced financial planning, insurance, investments, and banking products to members of the United States military and their families. Tonight, we're so pleased and honored to welcome Tom Shaw to Navy Wife Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: the Chief from AskTheChief.com, and you're listening to Wendy and Marie on Navy Wife Radio. If you have a Navy related question, visit our website at AskTheChief.com, where we've been keeping sailors informed for over five years now.
0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, and on the line I have with me Tom from, Tom from USAA. Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're Thank here. Thank you. I, I, my, if my voice was better, I would have read all of your certifications, I promise.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay. Thank it,
0: you. It was a very long list, and I thought, you know what, we'll post it on the website, but I just want everyone to be assured you are well-certified and well-qualified to talk about our subject matter, which is identity theft and avoiding fraud schemes. And um, So let's just jump right in, and, and what exactly is identity theft? I know there's all different types.
1: Well, Wendy, identity theft, uh, uh, what it is, it, it occurs when some, someone uh, compromises your personal identification information, such as your social security number, credit card number, uh, your physical address, uh, any sort of information that may be associated with you that they would use to perpetrate fraud in, in your good name. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission, for example, they estimate that as many as 9 million Americans have their identity thefts, uh, identities stolen each year.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's a lot. And, you know, um, I was talking to John over at USA just a few days ago, and I said, you know, this is such a timely topic because I just got an email from um, USA Jobs, mm-hmm. and, like, I have my resume posted on their website. And there, it, the email came out that said, that their database had just been um, had been compromised, but they reassured everyone that nothing like Social Security numbers had not been hacked into. But it just seems like no one's safe. So how can we protect ourselves? What should what kind of steps should we be
1: taking? Well, that's a great question. And you know, back to your your. Uh... Uh, on the data compromises, that has been an issue. One of the l- largest ones out there recently is the uh, what they call the TJ Maxx compromise, where TJ Maxx stores were, were compromised. And um, in, in that case, uh, uh, unlike the USA case, there was really specific information uh, that was compromised, and, and uh, fraud has been occurring in some cases with some financial institutions. Uh, 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 it's assumed related to that. So, uh, as far as what you can do personally to protect yourself, uh, um, a consumer, it really is a shared responsibility. First off, it's it's really uh, between the financial institution that you're doing business with, and the and the uh, the customer. So, uh, at USA, our, it, we we enforce with our members that you know it's a shared responsibilities. You need to take activities to prevent fraud, detect and detect fraud. And USA can help you uh, in, 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 in 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 accomplish that mission. One of the first things that uh, we recommend that you, that you do is that you know go buy something as simple as a shredder, because uh, dumpster diving, as they so call it, where uh, a fraudster will go in and and uh, uh, look for personal information on you, uh, credit card statements, uh, banking statements, uh, solicitations uh, to you and take that information, create an identity, and steal your identity, and then uh, perpetrate fraud by setting up accounts at banks or brokerage firms uh, in order to um, uh, uh, elicit funds from those finance institutions. And normally you don't find out about it until you get a call from an investigator at that finance institution uh, letting you know there's fraud, or you get a call from, um, from a, a merchant saying they've got a bad check from you. I, I personally was a victim of identity theft, in 2002, and then really? it was a yes, and oh it was a year-long uh, uh, ordeal in getting through that. So, I've got any idea how they got
0: your information? Do you know?
1: You know, I, I don't know. I don't. I, at that time, I didn't write a lot of checks. I, I did pretty much everything online and used a debit card. So, I, I, my, uh, uh, what I think happened is that I wrote a check to uh, a couple of. Uh, uh, different stores, and I believe my information was compromised for that means. One thing that I had on my check at the time was, um, uh, because, I, because a lot of times when you write a check, they ask your driver's license number. My driver's license number was actually pre-printed on your, uh, my check, which I recommend you do not do. Hard lesson learned. I think that's where my compromise came from. That's my theory. They did apprehend the person that stole my identity, and uh, oh, so good. I actually saw a driver's license with my personal information on it, completely different person, huh. and uh, he, he actually had uh, uh, about 35 other identities and driver's license uh, that he was using as well. So let, let's get back to talking about what you can do to protect yourself. First off, go buy a shredder, and uh, any, any bank brokerage statements you get, any credit card solicitations you get, uh, shred those documents immediately, uh, so again, any credit it,
0: card offer that you get, you should shred.
1: Well, any credit card offer that you do not want to take advantage of, yes. Uh, Instead
0: you, of just like ripping it in half and throwing it in the garbage. No,
1: that that's not. Uh, and, and one thing even beyond just a, a regular shredder, uh, they have the cross shredders where they. Actually I
0: was going to ask you about that. Does it matter die. if it's a strip cut or a cross cut?
1: I would do the cross cut if okay. they're a little more expensive, but they're well worth it. Second thing uh, is monitor your accounts regularly. Okay, so make sure you balance your, your 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 accounts, your, your checking accounts on a regular basis. But you know, sign up for for online banking, sign up if uh, on for your brokerage accounts if you have brokerage accounts, and monitor those accounts on a regular basis. A lot of financial institutions these days offer uh, email alerts. So if you have activity on your account and you can set a threshold, for example, that if there's a credit card purchase or a uh, uh, a uh, uh, check written on your checking account over a certain threshold amount, then you'll get an email alert notifying you of that. So that active de- detection of what is going on with your personal accounts. Uh, the third thing is, you know, I had a
4: question. Might yes. You. Mm-hmm. So,
0: USAA checking account. Like if you have a debit card or something, will mm-hmm. it do that with that yes, USA? Yes,
1: we travel? actually offer that service. You do,
0: okay. Because we have a USA checking account, and I never thought of doing that. So.
1: Yeah, go to the alert section, and you'll see it on there. It is. Uh, we also do it for checking, savings, credit, uh, all that activity you can monitor, a lot of different parameters you can set.
0: Okay, good.
1: Okay. That's great. Uh, third thing is uh, pick up your mail promptly, okay, so one of the common uh, methods used by identity thefts is that they will steal your mail. They'll steal uh, solicitation mails. And um, so better yet, even gone, going beyond picking up your mail promptly, sign up for online documents online. So go out, uh, and again, USA offers this service, and uh, there are uh, fine institutions that uh, others that are more progressive do that as well. They offer uh, the ability to get your documents online so you'll get an email notice, and then you will go to your go to the website, sign on to to your uh, uh, to USA in our example, and you actually can see all your statements online. So you avoid the whole mail theft issue altogether.
0: So, like when it says, um, you know, save money, like don't send a stamp, sign up online to get your statement online. That's what you're talking about.
1: Well, you actually, can get your, when you can save get your money, cell
0: phone bill or anything, right?
1: Uh, yeah, you can get those all online, but the other thing I think uh, you were alluding to is paying your bills online. Right. So that that's the other opportunity. So getting your statements, you can get your credit card statements online, but also that is something to to, to help protect you is paying your bills online. So you're not writing a check, sending it to your utility company. You can pay it online, and in and, and, and almost all cases, USA actually sends that information electronically to the uh, to uh, the uh, vendor or the, the merchant that you're paying service for, so that helps as well.
0: That's a good point because I think a lot of people, I know myself included, think that just the convenience of paying your bills online or the convenience of getting your statement sent to you via email versus mail to you—it's convenient. You know, you're saving trees. You're, you know, you don't have to spend money on a stamp. But even not even it being convenient, it's the safety aspect of it. That's Absolutely. the number one thing.
1: Yeah, and again, we we actually will send you a notification that you have a statement. We don't send you a statement through email, but we we will send you a notice, and then you can log on to our secure website and get that statement. It's even more secure.
0: Gotcha.
1: One of the other things I recommend you do is go out and order a copy of your credit bureau annually from one of the three major credit bureaus, or all of them. Uh, You can get a free credit bureau uh, annually, one credit bureau every 12 months, from all ma- major credit reporting agencies, and you can see what's going on with, with your credit score and seeing what sort of activity you've had on your, your credit.
0: Gotcha. And we, You know, we were just talking with June last week about credit scores. So this is like another, just like reiterating the good thing of getting a free copy of your credit report to see what's on there, because you might not even know. And, and Marie, when we were talking last week, um, there was actually something on her credit report that should not have been. So you just never know. Absolutely.
1: And if it's free, you know, hey. And, you know, the, the, you can go uh, beyond that, too, if you want to do more, even uh, active, proactive uh, monitoring and detection in your account is signing up, signing up for a uh, credit monitoring service. And, okay. again, uh, at, at USA we do offer that service, and many of your more progressive finance institutions will do that. So if, if you even have an inquiry on your credit bureau, then you'll get a notification and you can go see who inquired on your bureau.
0: Gotcha, okay.
1: So, All right,
0: so um, for the credit monitoring service mm-hmm. on USAA, I don't even think I have that. So it's just you just go to the website, and, or is it better to call the AM number?
1: Uh, go to the website, and you can sign up for it there. Okay. Probably the most convenient and easiest way to get it turned on.
0: Okay, very cool. All right, and what else you got?
1: Number five, uh, and I believe it's one of the most important things, and especially if you're uh, uh, banking online, as is, is, uh, mili- m- many of the people in the military community t- do, is make sure you protect your computer. And uh, using yeah. the latest anti-spyware, and there's three, okay, all three are very important, they all work together, anti-spyware software. and So that, so that way, uh, what it does, it, it prevents uh, uh, malicious code getting on your computer and uh, doing what they call keystroke logging. So there is malicious software that actually can log your keystrokes. So it will know if, when you type in a URL to go to a financial website, and it's actually, it actually has the ability to record your access ID and password. Number two is run antivirus software. Okay, uh, very important. Number three is use a firewall. So a, ha- a firewall, a hardware-based firewall. Our software-based firewall, and, and all 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 of the larger leading security software vendors uh, offer all three bundled into one package. And then, m- more importantly, and some of the compromises we've seen, uh, and we have seen, and where members' uh, uh, accesses have been compromised, and in, in talking to many of my peers in the uh, financial fraud uh, prevention texting community, is that uh, that uh, our members or, or cu- our customers are not. Keeping that software up to date. So yes, I'm running uh, Norton antivirus. Yes, I'm running uh, all the latest software. And go well. Are you keeping up to date? And uh, many cases, we'll get the answer: No, I'm not keeping it up to date. And they push those updates out there frequently. So don't say no. Say yes when when it. Or
0: set it up to where it just automatically updates.
1: Yeah, that's 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 how ours is. Yeah. So, that
0: way you don't think about it, and it just correct. updates for you when you start your computer up. It'll check for an automatic update.
1: Mm-hmm. And that yeah. that's good. And some people will cancel out of that just because their computer will run slower. But I recommend you not do that. Go ahead and let it run. Go get a cup of coffee. Go do something else while it's updating. Gotcha. Okay. One one other uh, thing uh, uh, related to protecting your computer, uh, we recommend that you don't access your accounts from strange PCs. Okay. Uh, Very
0: good. Like if you're at the hotel.
1: Yes, hotel lobby, internet yeah. cafes, library. If you don't know that computer, uh, you don't know how protected, you don't know who else has been there before you. So uh, don't access that computer. Just wait till you can get to your laptop in your hotel room or uh, get to your home PC to access your computers or just make it sure it's secure.
0: Yeah, I actually saw a show like on Dateline or something where – there was, like, like the business center in a hotel. You know how most hotels have a business center? You mm-hmm. can send faxes and log on, print your boarding pass, that kind of stuff. That um, they did a test, and um, it was they found that the computer had been compromised. So, yeah, I think that's very important advice, because I don't think we think about that. We think that the hotel is going to make sure that the computer is protected. But that's not always the case.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anything other? Anything else we can do to protect ourselves via the computer?
1: I think those are the most important things you need to be aware of to uh, to uh, prevent and detect fraud.
0: Very cool. Now, okay. So I had a couple more questions because let me explain to you how our show works. Uh, people can IM us questions mm-hmm. while we're talking live, and I have a question, and then also the live portion of our show will drop off in about two minutes or so. So we'll say goodbye to our live listeners, but our show will continue on into the archive just in case we're not done with these couple of questions we have here. And then what happens is via the archives, which is where a huge portion of our listeners listen to us, like hundreds of people, um, they will hear the show in its, in its entirety. Great. So I just want you to know we have a couple. We have more than just a couple minutes here to finish up. Um but I didn't want to wait um, to ask you this question that came from um, one of our listeners via Yahoo. And um, the question is, is identity theft as easy as someone having your Social Security number, does, or does they have to have something else, like your address or your mother's maiden name? Uh,
1: identity theft uh, is as easy as having your Social Security number uh, along with matching your, your name Uh, your physical address, and a government-issued ID that uh, uh, is associated with you. Uh, Back in October 2003, uh, it was called Patriot Act 326 rolled out, and uh, it required basically banks and uh, following closely thereafter brokerage firms to uh, verify key pieces of information, uh, uh, we call it the know-your-customer, so, financial institutions are obligated to verify that the social uh, issue to that name matches that a, a valid identity is used. The uh, address associated with that person is used. Uh, we have to do due diligence to make sure and uh, verify. It was mainly done to uh, prevent uh, uh, activities of money laundering and uh, uh, terrorist financing, but it, it, it does have a utility into. Uh, financial crimes such as fraud.
4: Okay.
0: Well, good. That's important to know. It's kind of a little check and balance there. So people just don't have just one piece of information. They have to have more than one.
1: Yeah, what they, that's called uh, where if you, you'd use your social security number, maybe somebody else's identity. Uh, it's uh, called uh, synthetic or fictitious identity. We're using different pieces of information to set up accounts. in uh, it uh, doesn't occur as much. Again, A lot has a lot to do with the Patriot Act, and, and uh, uh, financial firms are running uh, software to help detect that. Okay. Great question.
0: Okay. Well, um, I want to say goodbye to our live listeners, and um, I want to let you all know our show will be available in its entirety via the archives one hour after airtime. So thank you to everyone who is listening to us live, and we'll see you in the archives. Okay, so now we're in what we call after the show. And if you can kick your shoes off, it's a little more relaxed after Mm -hmm. the show. (laughs) Um, Okay, so cool. So we answered her question. That's great. So I had a a couple more that I wanted to ask you if you have just a couple more minutes.
4: Absolutely.
0: Just stick with us. Okay, great. Um, So what are some recent scams that the military community of us should should be aware of? I mean, I know that there's been some in the news about, you know, give me your Social Security number, your husband's, you know, in a – uh, hospital in Germany. He's been injured. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. heard, I've read that on the Internet.
1: Yeah, the, what we call the American Red Cross. Again. The
0: American Red Cross, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So could you tell us a little bit more about that and then the sure. others that are hot Yeah, right it's
1: basically what you said. Uh, it, somebody will pretend that they're from the American Red Cross and uh, claim that uh, your, your, your spouse or uh, your son or daughter has been uh, injured in Iraq and that uh, uh, that uh, they they're in Germany now, and in order to to um, to authorize uh, for the uh, surgery or the work that needs to be done to uh, um, uh, on your your loved one that they have to verify uh, certain pieces of information Nor, uh, normally it's a social security number uh, and name address, so they'll ask uh, they will you know, ask you to give that information over and prompt you, pretext you give up that information of course you know people were in an emotional state at that point it's a really overall scam it's just amazing when that that first was reported Uh, American Red Cross would never call and ask for that information that would never happen so just recommend that you 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 hang up on that call not 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 answer those questions and if if you get caller ID then make sure you report it uh, to your local law enforcement another scam we're seeing and it we it's called the uh lottery scam or Canadian lottery scam so uh because the reason it's called the Canadian lottery scam because a lot of these come out of Canada and it, it's it's a check will be come to you in the mail and it it will uh, claim that you won the Canadian lottery even though you never uh uh bought a lottery ticket in in Canada you you won the lottery
2: okay. it, it'll
1: be for several thousand dollars and, but in order to, to, uh, uh, in order to claim your prize, you need to pay the uh, associated uh, uh, Canadian Lotto, Lotto tax to see, receive those monies. So what they instruct you to do is deposit the check into your checking account, and then, and then promptly wire out a, a certain sum, like four or five hundred dollars, could, could be up to a couple of thousand, depending on the size of the check. So. Uh, we've, we've had this where, where it will happen. It's very common. It's just not targeting the military. It's targeting all consumers. And, and so you wire that money out. So you, you wire out, for example, let's say $1,000. And then, uh, but you, uh, you've deposited this check. So, wow, I've got a check for X thousands of dollars. Well, it, we, we've seen cases where uh, then, then uh, members will go and they'll pay off their bills, pay off their cars and everything. But then five to six days later, the check comes back. It's fraudulent. So, uh, so it puts them in a situation where they paid out, paid off bills where they really couldn't afford to pay off, and and, and plus they're out for the uh, the, uh, the the fee for the Canadian lottery the, scam. The fee that they
0: wired out the five hundred or a thousand dollars that they've now sent out and they can't get back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We're we're uh, it, it's it's a, it's amazing that some folks uh, uh, fall victim to that scam, but it's very important that. Um, you be aware of that that you know nothing's for free and if you never uh, bought a lottery ticket and and, can, and they would never call you to uh ask you to pay up upfront fees anyway, that just doesn't happen in any sort of lottery that I'm aware of. Right.
0: They would just like take it off the top or whatever. Like if you win the that's thing. right, but like
1: like they do with the here in the Texas lottery they just
0: take I guess for The, right the lesson with that is if it's if it sounds too good to be true mm-hmm. then it probably is, right?
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: Oh, gosh, that would just be horrible. That you put a check in the bank and then, I guess, yeah, if it's if it doesn't clear and it it's fraudulent, then not only are you liable for any checks that you wrote against it, then the fees and that could be thousands of dollars.
1: It, it can. In 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 you know our case case, we try to be sensitive what the member uh, has fell victim to. Uh, but, you know, in cases where they've paid off an, uh, an, an auto loan, for example, and, uh, but, but the check came back and they're just really in a situation where they couldn't really afford to do that. So uh, it's an unfortunate situation. One, one other playoff we've seen is, is the uh, advance uh, fee loan scams. And this is where you would go online and apply for a, a, a loan uh, online. And uh, then it, it would request that you, you send in uh, wire uh, some uh, uh, fees to, to obtain that loan for that advance uh, fee loan scam, and then and then again you would you would you would uh, uh, be promised you would you'll receive a sum of money you'll receive a wire you'll you'll receive a check in the mail but that money never comes so you're just out the fee.
0: Oh, okay. I hadn't heard of that. So you're applying for a loan, and then they want to you to pay a fee in order to get the loan.
1: Mm-hmm. It's that advanced fee loan scam. Advanced fee
0: loan. Well, I just think that's great information. The other you bad know? thing
1: about that is in the course of you applying for the loan, you've given up your Social Security number, uh, the, the account information, uh, all your personal, personally identifiable uh, information. So uh, then these fraud operators will turn around and sell that on the on the, uh the uh, the market uh, sell your identity, and then you'll have fraud potentially perpetrated in your name by a completely different fraud ring.
0: Oh my goodness! So yeah, so don't don't give your information out unless it's a, a reputable loan company, and and um, and be safe. Gosh, Correct. I could just really see how that could be a really quickly be a really big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so any other hot scams right now?
1: Well, you know, I, those are there's many I could stay on the phone for hours. Oh, <laughs> okay. The, well, that was
0: three of them. Scams, so, so, so yeah. So I guess whatever. the bottom line is, if it sounds too good to be true, it is, and use a credible bank, one that you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, also too, I know talking about fraud scams, um, they always talk about how when you um, like if you get an email that looks like it's from your bank or looks like it's from PayPal or Amazon. And, and it has a hyperlink in there, you know, click here to verify your information or we lost your credit card number, to don't click the hyperlink because it can contain a virus, right?
1: Well, it's you know, if you get an email asking for uh, for any sort of personal identification information, so that's a, a what they call a phishing scam with a PH, uh, beginning with a PH, uh, don't ever reply to it. Cause your financial institution is never going to ask you for personal identifiable information.
4: Right. And it could right. be
1: it could be a virus, but more than likely, it's going to redirect you to what they call a farming website. So you get fish, you get a phishing email, and then they send you to the farming website. You it looks like your financial institution, but it's not. You enter that information, and then it will give you a like error. You know, online banking is down now, but you just gave your information uh, to the fraudster your access ID. So correct, very good point, Wendy. Don't ever reply to, to emails claimed to be from your finance institution and uh, uh, ask for personal information. And then back at the, the, the issue with the hyperlink, um, uh, a lot of the times you, we, you, know, you, you get these emails and, and uh, you can do what's called a mouse over. So you take your mouse and you put it over the hyperlink. Then you look down, look down at the bottom left-hand corner and see if it's actually from your financial institution. HTTPS, you know, www.usa.com, and, and, and many times with these scams, they're going to be some random IP address or some uh, you know site that's uh, not even within the U.S. But but even then, if you're just not absolutely sure it's from your financial institution, don't click on the hyperlink. Uh, go directly to the URL and type in the URL www.usa.com for your financial institution to go there if you don't trust the source.
0: Very good. Or we can call. Or we can call you guys on the phone and say, "Hey, did you send me an email?"
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: then our financial institution can answer that question. So, well, that has been great information. I think we'll we'll end on that note. I think it was great information, people. um, I wanted to share. I had a reporter. Call me last week, and and they said, you know, your show is is known for being fun and lively, unscripted. But does anyone ever learn anything when they listen in? And so I think tonight we we filled that we filled that need. We actually um, learned and got educated on this great hot topic. And um, I, I thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I I invite you back whenever you've got something hot you want to talk about. A new you know um scheme that's come up or anything like that. We we would love to have you get have you back and I hope you had fun. I'm sorry Marie wasn't here.
1: Well I was looking forward to talking to Marie I heard she was quite lively but uh, she is she's, she she's yeah.
0: the she's the color commentary. <laughs> well,
1: great. Yeah, but Wendy, thank you for your time and I have thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Well it was my pleasure and um we'll talk to you next time I hope. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, everyone, we've been talking to Tom from USAA. He is our fraud expert
1: and identity
0: theft expert. So if you um, didn't catch the whole show, make sure that you download it to your iPod or your computer and you can listen to all the tips because, gosh, there were so many. You know, starting from, you know, get a shredder, shred those credit card offers that come through that you don't want. Don't just rip them in half. I've been guilty of that. Um, I have a shredder, but I don't always use it, so I need to do that myself. To monitor your accounts and pick your mail up properly and pay your bills online, not just for the convenience, but to keep your statements out of your mailbox. And for the rest, you can listen to it via the archives, like I said. So, um, again, thanks to Tom from USAA. That was a really great, great informative segment there so that was Tom Shaw from USA. The next thing I want to talk to you about I know we're running out of time but let me just give you guys some some information on our October event operation dinner is where you can go for all the details. Sarah Smiley is giving our keynote our special guest is going to be Babette Maxwell the founder and editor of Military Spouse Magazine. Um we are in the process of securing sponsors, so if you are listening to the show and you want to be a part of the event as part of a sponsor, you can contact us on our website, submarinewife.com, and send me an email. Um, our registrations are now open, so it's secure credit card processing through Reg Online. You can pay via credit card. They'll secure your spot. We're only going to hold so many spots, and then we'll call the event sold out. So it's important that you register um, as soon as you can so we can get a head count, and um, we are planning a great evening for you guys. So <clears throat> for all the details on that, it's OperationDinnerOut.com, and um, you can go there to check that out. So the other couple highlights I have for you is we have a, YouTube, we have a channel on YouTube. How exciting. So, we, you know, we love videos of of Navy videos and submarine videos and all different kinds. So we have set up our own channel on YouTube, and you can go to it at youtube.com slash radio. And there you can view um, all of our current favorite videos. And we have different ones up. They're not all Navy. Some of them are not Navy-related at all. So you can check them out there. And our next week's show, I want to tell you guys, we're going to have Terry Barnes on from the Stars and Stripes and Jen Wiesner, I hope I said her name right, um, who writes for TampaBay.com. And they'll be here as part of a series that we're doing on um, finding a career that you love. We had, um, we're had, we all about, you know, inspiring, keeping each other motivated and, um, and inspired to actually live, you know, do what we love. And we had Krista Wells on a few weeks ago, the military spouse coach, and she's doing a seminar on just this topic, too, in October. So visit her website, uh, militaryspousecoach.com, and then you can tune in to our show on Tuesday. We're going to talk to these two mill spouses, and um, they've found a way to have a career they love in this crazy mill lifestyle that we all have. Terry's husband uh, is in the Air Force, and they're stationed at Ramstein Air Base in Germany. And Jan's husband's in the Army, and he's currently deployed to Iraq. So we're going to have army and navy and air force represented next week and marie will be back from assignment i hope i hope her little girl is feeling better and um, so be sure to put us on your plan of the day that's next tuesday september 11th it will be an interesting fun lively show we'll also take a look back at 9-11 and remember that day and where we all were on that day um, and I need to start saying goodbye. So let me just remind you that this show was being was sponsored by thesubreport.com, your daily source for summary news and events. You can head on over to thesubreport.com. Um, Thomas Anderson's song "Is This Love" will take us out today, and "Is This Love" is um, it's now available on iTunes. So you can download it today. Is this love? And. I do want to read our disclaimer to you because it's very important. Um, We are not a part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy, or the Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here um, by us and our callers and guests do not reflect official Navy policy. Any advice we give is strictly the authors, and should you require professional counseling, please seek a qualified professional. So I want to thank everyone for listening. You've been listening to Navy Wife Radio. You can visit us online at NavyWifeRadio.com for archive shows, showtimes, and upcoming guest information. So we will see you all next week, and thank you for listening to Navy Wife Radio.
2: Baby, lately when I'm all alone It's just about the only thing I do And when I close my eyes in a dream Baby, you are who I see And when I wake up in the morning